Welcome to episode one of the Greek Americans podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by my brother Adi, where we discuss our personal beliefs and experiences as Greek Americans. I hope you guys enjoy listening to us, and thanks for tuning in. Should we get this thing started? Okay. Okay. So how are we starting? I don't know, bro. I don't even know what I'm gonna say. I don't have talking points, though. So. You don't. Do you have like a script or anything made up? No. You have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> okay. So I mean, let's talk about the podcast first of all. I think. Okay. So like, what's this podcast about? I know like so many like interesting Greek people. I meet them all the time or I read about them and like I just want to interview them to get to know them and I want to share them to with other Greek Americans or Greek people. Um, I think it's important for our community to stay connected and right now it's really hard because you know because of corona we don't go to church we don't go to our community stuff that we usually do like you know there was all these greek festivals in the summer where everybody got to hang out do some greek dancing eat some greek food see all their old friends again you know meet new greek people and we don't have that anymore i mean eventually it'll come back but you know i think everything is turning digital anyway and i just want a place where um, Greek people can be inspired by other Greek people and can hear their stories and hear their experiences and, you know, learn from them. And what do you think? Yeah, right. I, I think that's really cool because um, you're exposing uh, the Greek American community to a lot of things that they might not necessarily know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like... Um, Sometimes maybe the Greek American community is a little bit of like an echo chamber of uh, like similar thoughts and ideas that go around. Like you yeah. could probably like name like a couple things that like the average Greek American does or likes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there definitely is a stereotype. And the thing is yeah. <laughs> that I know a lot of people that are like a lot of Greeks that are not in that stereotype. And those are the people I'm really mm-hmm. interested in bringing light to, you know, because you're right like we can we all can just group ourselves in the same category but i think that we all have different experiences also i want to say that i know a lot of greek uh, greek american adjacent people so people that are not maybe not necessarily greek like in their blood but they are philhellenes and i find those people extremely interesting and i can't wait to like introduce the audience to them because i think Philhellenes to me are my favorite people because it's like, okay, like our culture, yeah, like it's our culture, we know it, you know, we can have our opinions about it, but when other people embrace it, I'm just like, whoa, this is amazing. It makes me really proud of my own culture. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's kind of amazing that someone who's who's been outside of the Greek community can have such an appreciation for Greek culture enough to actually want to know and learn and uh, celebrate things that Greek Americans and and some Greek people also uh, do on a daily basis. But also that Greek Americans forget that kind of stuff and Greek people. We take for, we really take for granted our culture and Mm -hmm. it's like really awesome to see other people um embracing it because 
because we take we we take it for granted it's like oh wow like this impacted somebody else's life and you know i know some people that are not greek greek but are more greek than greek people themselves mm-hmm. and that to me like it's really exciting and really nice to see and I think that other people in other cultures feel that way because I have a deep appreciation for other people's cultures and I hope that that makes them as happy as I am when I see um, Phil Hellenes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some people uh, get offended by that these days, but... Um, well, uh, yeah, because we have this whole cultural appropriation thing. Um, I don't really want to get too much into it, but I yeah. like when when people appropriate greek culture i think it's great oh, for sure yeah and it, it brings shows awareness you, like, yeah it shows like how like how far it's like reached mm-hmm. in uh in the world even though like greece is such a small country or small. i mean small like geographically i guess yeah. but mm-hmm. the culture yeah. has some depths well like modern because it's like yeah we all know the history but modern greece still has such a pull you know people still love going there people love our food you know they learn about our culture it's Mm -hmm. it's really really nice to see yeah yeah i mean i appreciate other cultures too like i mean i i make uh more indian food than my indian roommate does (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and he's like oh my god this is really good Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know that we all have like different experiences. So I just want to go through ours, you know, just to get our audience like introduced to us. Um, sure, yeah. What are like the things that you feel define you as a Greek American? What do you think makes you different than the other Greek Americans? I don't know. I mean, I think like what makes me different than a lot of other Greek Americans might just be my like tied to my personality. Um, but I, I just I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't know if something like that is an accurate statement because I feel like the Greek Americans that we see don't represent all the Greek Americans that are out there. Like, I feel like um I'm more like of an introvert, so I usually like stay in more. And I'm sure there's a lot of Greek people out there that are introverts. And a lot of them, they don't really like to go out in social situations. They Mm -hmm. like try to avoid them if they can. Mm -hmm. So they they stay. So how do you stay connected? Like, how do you stay connected to the community if you're an introvert when um, the community really... Um, needs you to be an extrovert in a way like to go to these dances to go to the the church community events and all that well I mean I I try to push myself I try to like make an effort to do things that like I wouldn't like normally want to do like because it's important step out of my comfort zone yeah Um, yeah, because it's important uh, I don't know. I just, it, it makes me feel like, um, it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. Part of the community. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, being away from home, like after I left for college, like I, I kind of longed for something that was sort of familiar, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, because, I mean, not necessarily because I was too involved with the Greek community while I was younger, like high school and younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, I mean, because of our home in which we grew up, mm-hmm. um, uh, there was Greek music playing, like Greek recipes being cooked. 
Yeah. Um, Only Greek, Greek being spoken. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in our case, I mean, in my case, like a mix of Greek and a mix of American English, right? Like, yeah. like mom, dad, like speak Greek to us and I'll speak English yeah, we'll back. Answer back in English. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unless I'm around someone that I don't want them to know like, what I'm saying, then I'll probably just answer in Greek. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think all Greek people do that. When we want to talk about somebody in public, we like speak Greek to our parents. But other than that, but as you said, like, I think I'm an introvert too, in a way, but I try to go to the events too and try to stay connected, especially now that I'm getting older. I think it's really important for me. Something that I do that I I think that a lot of other Greek Americans do, tell me if you do this, is that I... When If I go to the theater, I'll like stay and watch the credits and I'll like look for Greek names. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but that might be because I'm a, like a film nerd. So Yeah, no, I, my bad. I just don't watch the credits. <laughs> like, yeah. I just try to, I just book it like right when I get, when it's done pretty much. Unless it's like a Marvel movie and I want to see the Easter egg. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. But I do get excited whenever I see like Greek names implicated in some way. Like... Yeah. Even if it's the criminal, oh, he's Greek. Yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> but you took Greek classes in college, right? I did, yeah, yeah. Um, I went up to, I think, like, the fourth level or so. But, I, I mean, I also skipped a couple levels because um, I, I placed out of them. I, I met with my teacher mm-hmm. who was super sweet, super friendly, like, and also very smart. Um, it kind of reminded me of, like, like a Greek school teacher, but also mm-hmm. not because she was so much more um, well-rounded and educated, I feel. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what the qualifications of the, the Greek school teachers that we had when we were kids are, but I mean, like she has a PhD in like whatever mm-hmm. she studied. Um, oh yeah, yeah, because she's an but, actual college professor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel bad though, because um, her classes are like dwindling down a little bit, like, because there's not enough people signing up for her language classes. Mm. Um, yeah. So she only has a couple. Um, so she's only a like, like a part time professor at this point. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. That sucks. No, honestly, I think it's a good idea for like if you go to those bigger state schools that have modern Greek studies. Because um, I know at UCLA they have, and I think they have at Loyola Marymount in California. They have in Rutgers, obviously. But I think it's really it's really cool. It's a great option. You know, you could do a minor. I think Anthony, our other brother, did a minor in in Greek studies, and I don't know. I think. Like, did, why not, yeah. you know, just do a minor, like, you'll, you'll yeah. get closer to your, your roots, and you'll learn your, la- the language a bit better, because you know, I think language, language is the key to culture, and I think the issue is that in the United States, we don't promote knowing other languages, where in Europe, like, everybody knows, like, three languages, you know, easy, their language, mm-hmm. English, and, like, French or German or something, you know? Or both, yeah. Yeah, or both. Yeah, they know so many languages and that's like, but here we don't promote that. And so I think that Greek Americans lose the language. And that brings us further away from our culture, you know, because you know the language. So you can enjoy Greek music. You can enjoy like corny Greek TV shows, you know, you can enjoy like listening to conversations of your grandparents your parents and think you know like and all your greek relatives it's i think language is it can create a barrier if you don't know it 
Uh, one of my good friends um, that I made in college, he's actually half Greek, mm-hmm. um, but he does speak Greek at a minimal level because he took a couple classes, like as many as he could at, at UMD. So he only could like um, master it up to a certain extent, but he is able to hold some basic communication and he does go to Greece like many, many summers and he does like try to communicate with them and they all compliment him. Mm-hmm. on his Greek but the thing is like he's he's only half Greek but still mm-hmm. so oh, that's involved awesome. in the culture and the community yeah he's yeah. a very active member of the Greek club <laughs> at UMD cool yeah when I hear that somebody's half Greek it's like oh okay they just they're just Greek by name and they're proud to be Greek but they don't really go to Greece that often they don't really know the language you know but they have like a yaya or papu that's Greek you know and mm-hmm half of it makes me sad like it, it does make me sad because it's like um it's so quick to become like american and to become to lose that greek culture it can happen in one generation so i'm really happy when i hear people that are like half greek or second generation and they still you know try and they go to greece and you know they go they are in the greek clubs in school you know and all these things like it's really cool and it, you really do have to make an effort. It is an effort, you know? You have to want it. Like, even me, like we're first generation, but I could easily lose the language. I could easily never speak Greek again. I could easily never go to Greece. I could easily never raise my kids Greek, you know? It's mm-hmm. very easy to lose. So, you know, I think like when I hear people like that, I'm like, good for you, you know? I, I get really happy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually like such an important point that it is like so easy to lose, given the fact that we live in America, there's already just so many things going on so many other things that we could be doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is like inside of us that makes us feel the need to keep the bridge between us and like our our ancestors or something. Well, I think community is really important. I think, you know, back in the day, everybody went to church or temple or whatever, you know, we all had some sort of community. I think as we're progressing in time and we're becoming more progressive as people, we're kind of losing that kind of community, right? Like, you know, people back then used to know their neighbors. Now you don't have to ever know your neighbors, you know? You know, it's, it's, you had somewhere to go on the weekends. You had these, these communities, you know, you have family friends from these communities. And I think that um, the drive in us is because we are, we want, we want so desperately a community, you know? So it's like religion is being replaced with community because we as people we always want to feel wanted feel accepted go somewhere where people are similar to us you know and so like my thing is like when I meet Greek people we we are automatically connected so I pretty much can like I've noticed in myself that when I meet Greek people I'm very open very happy I feel like they are like like I feel them as like members of an extended family, you know? 
Um, so I don't know. I think that this need for community is what really drives us. And, and also, as you said, like a need to know where we come from, you know, that's why I think the ancestry.com and the 23andMe things are so popular because everybody wants to know where they come from. Like, what is it that makes it them them, you know, where were their ancestors? Uh, yeah, actually, I really agree with uh, those two things that you were talking about, the uh, the community aspect and the like tracking our roots aspect. And those were the two things, I mean, subconsciously, I guess, that we were that we were trying to push um, uh, as like the board of the uh, the Greek club at UMD in order to attract our members pretty much. Cool. Um, well, the, uh, the things they kind of just come naturally, really, like like the one, the thing that you said about like community and how we all need and want a community, um, that's like one of the main issues that people face when they go to college. Mm -hmm. Cause right, cause they're like on their own for like the first time pretty much in a mm -hmm. whole new environment. They don't really know anyone. Um, some people find like their way in like other groups, but that's a big reason that people join like fraternities and sororities and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, and I didn't really want to do anything like that. I didn't, I didn't really like the culture like that surrounded those things. Um, so I, the, one of the first things I did was I joined the Greek club mm -hmm. um, at my school and um, I became like a really active member. Um, Which and, makes me uh, so proud because <laughs> I would have never guessed that you would join the Greek club and then become president because you were not involved really when you were in high school you were not involved in the greek community like you weren't in goya you didn't really go to church you didn't do yeah. sunday school you didn't do any of that stuff so i'm like i'm so proud but also so shocked and i just want to know because i don't think we really ever talked about it and i want to know like how like, what was your mindset in high school? And then what was your mindset in college? Okay, so yeah, I can I can talk about that, definitely. Um, so, well, I want to say, like, uh, I want to call back to earlier, uh, when we just when we said that even though like, Greek people or Greek Americans have a common ground, they might not have anything else in common. Mm -hmm. So that was like one major thing, I guess. Like, I, I didn't really uh, just felt like I didn't really have much in common with the other Greek Americans like um, in the community. And it's important you were to in know, high school. yeah. Uh, and it's important to know that the community we're talking about, uh, it took place like in the church. Mm -hmm. So another thing I didn't like when I was in high school was mm -hmm. how closely related the Greek community was to the church. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I really, uh, so, so when you and Anthony went to college, uh, went to college. Yeah. So I was, I was on my own. It was just basically just me and mom, like we, we were going to church for a little mm -hmm. bit, but you know what? I, I just, I don't know. I was listening to like the things that like the priest was saying. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I wasn't very smart back then, but uh, I was like, it was curious though. I, I was, I was just questioning uh, the things that I was hearing like in the sermons or like just in church in general or just the idea of it. I was just questioning it all to, to mom like on the car rides like there and back. I was driving her crazy, <laughs> she, she might say. Um, 
I was driving her so crazy to the point where she she kind of just gave up and uh, mm. she's like, all right, she's like, all right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> We're not going anymore. Fine, if that's what you want, it's okay. So um, so be, I mean, because of that, like, I like we didn't really go back, and uh, I was like, okay, like so I found a different community. I found I mean not, not much of a community, but I had a couple friends like in college. Uh, sorry, not college, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you I joined clubs connected. in school and you got involved in school. Right. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I did. Yeah, I did join clubs at school. Um, I was in like robotics for a little bit. But the main the thing that really did it for me was the forensics team, mm-hmm. which actually kind of like ties into the fact that I was questioning uh, mm-hmm. things like tied to the religion. Um, mm-hmm. The forensics team was a speech and debate club. Um, mm-hmm. I was more on the debate side. Um, so I was really able to uh, talk about and uh, discuss and debate uh, various issues. Uh, there were mainly mainly uh, issues that were related to the United States and like government politics and stuff. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know much about that, but I did a lot of research and I learned stuff. Um, and the thing that I found really interesting about that was in the event that I was doing, um, we had to uh, research and write um, uh, cases for both sides. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what my actual beliefs were, I needed to debate and argue both sides. And I think something like that really made me more uh, open-minded as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is just like a really weak link, but maybe that's something that uh, led me to uh, to maybe to reassess uh, how my feelings towards the Greek community or like religion or whatever. And maybe that's why I decided to choose um, the Greek club as my initial starting point as a community in college. Mm. You're right. I mean, there is a link because religion is the first step of questioning, you know, um, but it doesn't go far enough, you know, it gives you like very simple, simplistic answers that for us, because we're so advanced, our culture is so advanced, we do not think it's enough. And so we go and look for more and it's religion is not satisfying to a lot of people. It doesn't satisfy us. It doesn't quench our thirst for answers and so i think that's where you were at you were like i have the same questions but these answers are not making sense i need to go somewhere where i can find these answers you know but i also think that i think that it's okay that religion answers things up to a certain point you know i don't think religion is complete uh, a complete thought process i think it's the first step and we only should view it as that to put more onto religion is unfair, you know, but it, but it does suck. Our Greek community is tied to our church. I don't know. It's, it's something that I battle with too. I definitely, I think I'm more religious than you um, or I've become more religious, but not in the sense, the the traditional religious sense. I think that religion is important because it provides people a community, but I don't necessarily believe every single thing that um, a religion makes you subscribe to. So I, I've had those, I've, I think those ideas came to me in college. While in high school, 
I was not thinking about that stuff. I like didn't care. I was like, okay, church, whatever. But in college, that's when my awakening happened. And I was like, all right, I need to start really thinking about the stuff that I'm doing and not just going with emotions, you know, and, and to really think about who I am as a Greek American and what my um, beliefs are. And, you know, if, if it matches with what I'm with my actions, you know, so I think we had like the opposite kind of because I was not involved in any Greek stuff in college, but you know I was super involved in Goya. So we had very opposite kind of trajectories. I, I want I was gonna ask you um, how your experience um, backpacking through Greece was because I've never done it. Right. Okay. So yeah, I did uh, spend about a month. Uh, traveling through Greece. Um, I started off in Thessaloniki, mm -hmm. uh, which was beautiful. I fell in love with it. Like the first night that I got there, I actually couldn't get into my, I, I mean, I was, I was uh, staying in Airbnbs. I, I, the first night I had a problem getting into my Airbnb um, because it's so embarrassing, but I couldn't unlock the door with the key. <laughs> because the Greek locks are different? No, I, they're just normal locks. It was just, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just blame the lock. Just, <laughs> I, think I, was, I, was, I think I was applying the force in the wrong direction. But regardless, I couldn't, I couldn't unlock the door. Uh, so I kind of just like, like put my stuff down and uh, I just left i just like walked around and explored for like several hours until the uh, airbnb host answered my message back um that was like it was it was like midnight when i got in so i was like walking around until like 3 a.m oh wow <laughs> that's like <laughs> a really positive way to it was... deal with a problem <laughs> i don't know i think like if you do something like that you can see the like the city from a different perspective as well you get to see it like mm -hmm. in the wee hours of the night when mm -hmm. like there's not really many people out other than the people who probably shouldn't be out at the time and obviously i walked around walked to the waterfront because naturally i don't know what it is but i love the water i'm just yeah. i'm just drawn to the water which is one of the reasons that i really love the saloniki it's more of like a coastal city i feel mm -hmm. i mean uh, there's like i'm but like a, it's mostly centered on the coast it's like a yeah. small city that's mostly on the coast. Yeah. So I loved their waterfront. That's what I spent most of my time doing. Like when I was there for like the week I was there, I, I was walking up and down the waterfront, just like just enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I walked up and down the waterfront. I saw the monuments like late at night. I probably sent you some Snapchats or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I'm so proud of you for doing this alone, by the way. I just want to say like, I would never backpack alone because i think that's for me i think it's something you should enjoy with somebody else but i understand the appeal of it i think if it was if i was a guy i would definitely be more open to the idea of traveling alone but i just want to point that like put I that out a there fair statement to make honestly um but greece is actually really safe so i wouldn't have any issues i just i'm yeah. in, like i'm in my head a lot yeah like i like even though I was I mean I spent a lot of time like even that wasn't just that night I was walking around like late at night I mean I don't know I, maybe I probably just stayed in like good areas and I was only walking around the 
good areas, but I didn't mm-hmm. see anything sketchy go down, honestly. Yeah, I, I think Thessaloniki, for the most part, is safe. I'm sure there's, like, one area that's not, but Thessaloniki is a very, uh, it's pretty safe. So, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. What, where did you go after Thessaloniki? So, yeah, so uh, I spent, like, a week in Thessaloniki, and then I, uh, I should also mention that while I was in Thessaloniki, I made some day trips um, to a couple of places since I was there for a week. So I, uh, mm. I made my base there. So I went to uh, our dad's village, mm-hmm. uh, which I hadn't been to since I was a little kid. And I mean, it was easy to go by train, just 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to see um, the people there, like our family there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the main inspirations for going there actually was, um, so when I was taking those Greek classes, my last semester of college, uh, we had we had to prepare for this presentation. And the presentation, the the main idea of it was, um, I think it was like the topic of uh, like immigration or migration or like leaving home and mm-hmm. missing home, like the concept mm-hmm. of nostos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, which is a really big Greek concept from like ancient times until now. It's really interesting, but yeah, yeah. It's like the longing to return home, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's like what it's defined as. Right. And yeah, actually it was brought up to us through um the odyssey, the odyssey. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's mm-hmm. that's what that's the piece that we had read uh before like embarking on this um this the next project that we had mm-hmm. and it was cool we presented with uh, to a bunch of uh, like a big pretty big audience um, i'd say mm-hmm. um but the project that I, that i had chosen to do was i um i mean you obviously know this because um that guy uh nick Vlahos reached out to you oh, mm-hmm. through Ancestry DNA mm-hmm. Ancestry.com. Yeah. Yep. He discovered yeah, he like discovered our our family and uh if you want, can you like yeah. I don't know uh, if you want to like Yeah, I can talk more about that. I, I'm actually gonna be interviewing um somebody who had a very similar experience to this, but mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm on Ancestry. Dot com and the whole story is in short is basically my dad's uncle um had a kid um with an american woman he was he came here from greece he came to the united states from greece and he was about like 17 18 when she got pregnant and i don't really know what happened between them but basically she had taken the kid and left and they went to the west coast um and back then, you know, because now the, the kid is now like 60 years old, 50, 60 years old. Back then, there was no, like, internet. There was none of that. And you, we, he could never, he knew that he had a kid somewhere in the West Coast, but, you know, he couldn't track his, his uh, girlfriend or whatever, uh, and he couldn't track the kid down. So we all knew like, it was in our family, like, we would talk about it from time, t- time to time, that there was a there was a cousin that my dad had and somewhere in America, but we didn't know where. And then like, I don't know, two years ago, I log into my ancestry.com because I was telling like mom about it. I was like, Oh, ancestry.com, like all this DNA stuff. And I see this message from this guy and he's like, hi, my name is Nick Flahos, which by the way is my dad's name. 
and he's like, I'm looking for my family. Um, we matched as second cousins. Um, do, you, do you think you could help me? And I was like, oh my God, my jaw dropped. I was like, this guy is the long lost cousin that everybody talks about. And I was, I got goosebumps. I was like, oh my God. I called my dad. My dad didn't, at first, he did not believe it. He was like, no, it's a scam. Don't believe that. I'm like, it's not a scam. I swear to God, this is the guy. And, you know, it, it was just insanity. And, and I know that I haven't met him yet, but I know that he met my dad and then he met his siblings because he has like four half siblings. And so he met them and, you know, it, it was like a whole thing. And now he's part of their family. And it's like, he grew up as an only child, like, you know, with his mom. And now he's like part of this like huge Greek family. And it's just like an amazing story. And it's like unbelievable. And it's so great that Ancestry can do that. Like, I know I'm sure there's horror stories, but this story is like one of like joy and about finding family and like reconnecting with your roots. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, upon finding out about this, like obviously word spread throughout the family. And then I was told that uh, our Thiech, or dad's Thiech Santi mm-hmm. wrote him a letter yeah. in Greek mm-hmm. that was translated by someone, I mm-hmm. guess, and given to him. So basically, the uh, center point of my project was the letter that oh. she had written him because oh. the letter detailed um, a little bit about our family history, about leaving Asia Minor and mm-hmm. the journey going into Greece mm-hmm. um, and basically summarizing how everything turned out and why things are as they are with like the family basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean some people in the audience were moved i'll say really um, yeah there was this one lady who started crying because i was reading excerpts from the letter mm. and um and also wow. like i also had so i was reading excerpts from the letter and i intertwined it with um like my own like things that i had to say about like what was going on in the like historical context, basically, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the one of the main reasons for wanting to go to my dad's village so that I can see and uh, speak to Theakisanti. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I, I had like slightly remembered her, like remembered like seeing her like as like a young kid, like I did sort of remember the house mm-hmm. um but yeah, so I, cool. was, I was just so young when i had gone but this yeah. time i was much older and mm-hmm. it was so it was so amazing just being greeted by all those friendly faces that mm-hmm. are that are that are our family mm-hmm. um and uh even the young kids like like our cousin filippo mm-hmm. he who i've never met you've never met but like no. He knows us though. They know. They know us. Yeah. Uh, he saw me and he's like, "I know you. You're that kid in this picture that I'm thinking of." He's like the picture where you're giving bunny ears to our other cousin, uh, Marilena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that picture. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So they like dug through all their family albums and they found the picture. And I'm like, oh my God, that is me. That's hilarious. And he's also in the picture like as like a little baby. Oh. Uh, it was so- someone's christening. Mm. Someone's, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I really want to go to the Choreo and meet everybody, but I want to do it with you and Anthony. Yeah. Like, I yeah, don't I want to do it alone. I hope that we yeah. have the opportunity to do that one time. Because the people there are getting older, you know? It's true. One of these years, maybe like next year or something. Yeah. Whenever, whenever Americans are allowed to leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever Corona goes away, we'll see. If it ever goes away. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I did make the, the trip to, the, to my dad's village or to dad's village. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made some other trips too. Like uh, I had some other plans that didn't come through, but they will be there for next time. Like I want to climb Mount Olympus. Oh, me too. <laughs> I only too. made it to the base. <laughs> I only made it to the base though, then it started raining. So that's uh, mm-hmm. for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, further though, I, then I traveled west. I went to um, I went to the village of Trigala, mm-hmm. um, and I chose specifically to go there, even though you know it's in central Greece. Like it's not like yeah. near the beach. <laughs> it's not like the destination that comes to mind when you think yeah. of Greece. Yeah, yeah, but but it's actually a beautiful. Uh, I don't know if I would call it a city. When I went there, I felt like it was more of like a cross between a city and a village. Hmm. Okay. Um, it's more of like a modernized village, I guess, is what I mean, maybe. But uh, it's still beautiful. Like tons of history behind that uh, place, um, ancient ancient history as well as modern history. But the main reason that I went was because when maybe like my my like junior year, I spent like the whole like the entirety of my junior year just listening to Rebetica, and I was obsessed with uh, Vasily Tsitsani, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like mm-hmm. that's that was like like number one guy like for me. Um, and again, I would never think that you would be like listening to Greek music, especially Rebetica. Um, but that's really awesome. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think that you uh, like turned me on to Greek music, obviously. Um, and you definitely yeah. introduced me to Rebetica as well. I just didn't know that you were going to be so taken by it. I was just, I, I think, like, it's something about the instruments, you know, something about that bouzouki, it just yeah. gets me, you know, yeah. like, I think, like, at the time, like, I just, like, felt so emotionally connected to uh, the sounds that I was hearing, and mm-hmm. even, like, the words that they were saying, too, um, I probably went through a breakup or something at that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, because it's, like, it's like the Greek blues, you know, it's yeah, like sad yeah. and about, you know, lost love or longing for love or you love somebody, but they don't love you back, you know, all that. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's sad, but it's so beautiful at the same yeah. time. I really felt emotionally connected to it. So, so I did choose to go to um, that uh, Trikala, which is uh, his birthplace, which is Tsitsani's mm-hmm. birthplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lived there uh, for a bit. Um, but also, interestingly enough, while I was there, I did learn that it was also the birthplace or like the hometown, I mean, of, uh, of Mitropanos. 
as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and there's more people too. <laughs> really? But, uh, yeah, yeah. There's tons of like, um, uh, they produce lots of artists, like not just like art mm-hmm. in like music, but like art in like, like the broad category of art. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What's in the water yeah, over there? A something. I don't know. Yeah. Like they do have like a really nice uh, uh, like river that like passes through. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah. So while I was staying in Trikala, um, I also made I also made day trips because um, there is a town really close to Trikala. It's called Calabaca, mm. and that's the town that uh, sits right under the Meteora. Mm. Meteora are these gigantic rocks. <laughs> like I don't even know how else <laughs> yeah. to describe it. It's just so it's like so magical and majestic. Like it doesn't even seem real while you're there. That's crazy. And and <laughs> like they it, built uh, churches, right? Monasteries, monasteries on top yeah. of these like mountain structures. Yeah, yeah. Mountain things. Yeah, so there's like a huge history behind that. And I was lucky enough to have an amazing tour guide. I had a mm-hmm. personalized tour while I was there. But he, That's cool. he did not uh, walk me through the monasteries or something, anything like that. Uh, he took me through like the back roads pretty much. It was actually more of like a hiking adventure. Oh, cool. a, a lot of like hikers and climbers also go to the Metaura because uh, the structure, I mean, if you see them and if you're like a really adventurous climber, like that is the destination yeah. for you. Um, I think Game of Thrones, I read somewhere that Game of Thrones like use that as inspiration for like, a scene i forget Mm. what scene it was but yeah they used it for inspiration because there's it's just it's it's as you said magical it seems like otherworldly it seems like in a different universe like like a made-up world that something like that would exist and like actually that's really cool because like conceptually that would make sense because they did build the monasteries on top of those structures so that they would be safe from attackers yeah right yeah so like, it would make sense for like game of thrones. yeah so it makes sense for like game of thrones to like want to build like a castle like on yeah. one of the a structure like that for protection yeah yeah makes, yeah, yeah like perfect sense so yeah. i see the inspiration there mm-hmm. yeah that's so cool i'm so jealous that you went there like it's like on my bucket list of places to go that's the thing i think i discussed this with like um so, like other people that I was talking to and that Greece is so has such a diverse landscape and like you know people just know the beaches right because that's what's like in the media but there's so much more there's so much like Greece is so lucky because we have mountains and like the beach you know it's really beautiful and I'm really glad that you took the opportunity like after college finished before work starts to really go and explore these places for sure for sure but Um, anyway um do we have anything else to talk about or no i guess that's it actually that's pretty much it yeah which covers it is is there anything you want to close with or i am really excited for people to listen to the podcast and I'm excited to introduce people to the Greek Americans that I know and the Phil Hellenes that I know. Um, I'm really hoping that 
people enjoy it and keep listening and you know as we said before community is important and i want to i want to do something to contribute to my community because you know my community has given me something it's given me an identity it's given me you know an extended family and i think it's important for me to give back and if this is the way that i can give back then why not you know yeah yeah um and i'm really excited for the content that i'll be seeing out of this as well and your your vision is is very inspiring to me honestly um and uh, honestly I, i think really like there's no better person to to do something like this other than you. So <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really excited to see the people that you're going to be uh, talking with and talking about. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, me too, I'm excited and um, I think we're good. I think, you know, um, we did a whole episode and let's sign off. Hey, nice, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for talking, Adi. I know yeah, we're both busy. Yeah. yeah, all right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greek Americans Podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram page, at Greek Americans Podcast. And please rate and leave us a review wherever you're listening.